Welcome to Britt David Podcast, as Pastor Tim continues his verse-by-verse study of 2 Timothy with a message entitled, Going Through the Motions, from 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 5-9. through 9. Going through the motions is a temptation in every generation and in every disciple, including work, home life, and our Christian walk. It is easy to fall lazily into form over function, to be preoccupied with perceptions than with the power of God. Paul tells Timothy and us just how to deal with such a temptation. Here's Pastor Tim. If you have your Bible tonight, take it, turn with me to 2 Timothy chapter number 3. 2 Timothy chapter number 3. Last Sunday night, uh, we began this chapter as Paul began to talk some about the last days and what those days might be like. What we recognized was is that we live in those days, that the description that God gives of what those last days and the perilous times uh, will be like, we know exactly what those things are like as we read through verses 2 and 3 and 4 and 5. But one of the things that we took note of last week was it's easy to be able to look at that passage when it says, but know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come and suddenly begin to think about what the world is going to be like out there. You know, what, what tragedies will take place um, in the world and what, um, what, what things will be like as, as times get worse and worse as we prepare for the rapture of the church. Paul's not writing about the world. He's not writing about the world out there. He's writing about the world in here. He's saying in those passages as he talks to the church at Thessalonica, Timothy, you're the pastor of that church. Uh, or, sorry, I said Thessalonica. I meant Ephesus. Timothy, you are the pastor of the church there in Ephesus. And you need to know what's coming. What you see out there in the world is really reflected in the life of the church. So when we talk about those who are lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, isn't that an interesting one to put in there? Unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, and the list goes on and on. He's talking about in here. He's talking about us. As we tend to walk away from the faith, as as we tend to choose just as they were choosing form over function, choosing perception over power. We finished at the beginning of verse number five last week when he says this last phrase, when he says, having a form of godliness but denying its power. If you recall, we talked about that word form as a shell, a shell that's empty. Not a, not a shell that has a living creature inside of it, but a shell that is empty that looks like the real thing, but just simply isn't. What we discover in that passage, and as we put it together with where we are tonight, we're really talking about people who are just going through the motions. You know, just, just going through the motions of church and of, of what they perceive to be this walk with Christ, trying to do better, act better, talk better, when it's really about a heart change. If you recall an episode with Jesus and the Pharisees, 
he discovers that at that point that the Pharisees are far more interested in people washing their hands than they are in cleansing their souls. And so Jesus talks to them and he quotes from the book of Isaiah. And he says this to them, hypocrites, well did Isaiah prophesy about you saying, these people draw near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. In vain they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. I'm going to put that into a, sort of a nutshell. He's talking about going through the motions. Just going through the motions of church. My heart is not invested. But I want to make sure that the perception really is there. My, my mouth is saying one thing, but my commitment is not really in sync with that. Going through the motions now is not any more acceptable than it was in Isaiah's day as it was in Timothy's day. It's not acceptable. In fact, somebody said the only person who does a good job of just going through the motions is a mime. <laughs> not a Christian. It's not for us to simply go through the motions. And so Paul is warning Timothy in these perilous days, these perilous last days, as they approach, rather than the tragedy of that day drawing people to Christ, you know, they, they, they should be able to see these elements and say, man, we need Jesus. It's not what they're doing. They see these elements and they're drawn even farther away from Christ. They, still, they seem to still enjoy the form over the function, having a form of godliness but denying the power of God. And that's really, where the, that's, that's, that's really where the results are, isn't it? So let's talk tonight. Let's pick up where we left off in the middle of verse number 5. Let's talk specifically about going through the motions. There are a few things I want to say to you about that. Number one is this. I want you to know that going through the motions can be enticing. It can be enticing. It can be attractive. It can be something that, that draws us towards that. Oftentimes, going through the motions is more quantitative than our simply walking with Christ day by day by day by day. And, and you begin to try to say, okay, here's a, here's a one, two, three, an ABC list. And so if I've got a list and I can check it off, that's just easier. That's not really what the Christian life is about. We're drawn towards those kinds of things. But it's really because our heart has a natural bent towards sin. We have a natural bent away from God. It's that sin nature that we talked about this morning just rises up within us and, and, and tries to draw us towards this, you know, fake it till you make it kind of expression of religion. So what's Paul's advice? That's where we pick up in the middle of verse number five. He begins a new sentence at the end of the verse. And he says, and from such people, turn away. Turn away. 
Why would Paul have to say that? I mean, if he gives me a list like he gives in verses 2, 3, and 4, and especially when he puts that first part of verse number 5 in there, well, I don't want to follow that, right? But apparently there are a lot of people who do. It is attractive. It is enticing. And so Paul has to say, you need to stay away from those kinds of people. The trap of this kind of enticing, superficial religion is just, a much, is just as much a trap as pornography is, as gossip is, as lying is. Is any other trap that Satan might place right in front of us that he might devour us is this temptation to be superficial and not be deep whatsoever. We're going to get to verse number 6, but I want you to skip down there to the very end of that with me for just a moment. Look at the very last phrase. He talks about people who were led away by various lust. We talked about that word already as we were looking through this passage, that lust is not always sexual. It has to do with desires. In fact, I like the translation that says that they are led on by various impulses. There's something in your nature, just like there is in mine, that seems to have a bigger hook than other things. You know, if, if you try to tempt me with alcohol, well, I'm, not, I'm not tempted by that. You know, I'm just, I'm just not. My, my hook at that point is, is very small. But you want me to be negative and critical? My hook's a little bigger for that. And sometimes it's easy to get hung up on those kinds of hooks. Satan knows exactly what hook to use in your life, and he strikes at whatever strokes you, okay? And he's going to attempt to lead you away just as he tries to lead you on. So going through the motions can be enticing for us. And as we get into this passage, we need to know that up front. We need to know that we face a real enemy, that there's a real trap out there, and he really is trying to draw me away from Christ, as much as I hate to say it, but into religion. Okay? Number two. I want you to know that going through the motions can be exploitation. It can be exploitation. You may think that you are driven towards or led towards this enticing, superficial form of religion. But you need to know (laughs) that there's a real enemy that treats us like fools, as if we just cannot resist those base desires and that we're going to go after it. And so he is after us. I mean, if you begin to look at this and say, well, who's who is, who is really going to be a drawn away from real Christianity into something like, like this? Look at verse number 6. 
First he says, for of this sort. What sort? Not the ones who just are, um, uh, are, are putting this out there who are trying to trap. But the of this sort are those who fit the descriptions of verses 2, 3, and 4. Those who have fallen for the lies of the enemy. Those who have a form of godliness but lack the power. These are people who appear to be on the outside deeply spiritual, deeply thoughtful. Coming up with things that, man, you, you, you go away and you just say, man, I never heard that before. Sometimes there's a reason why you hadn't heard that before. Somebody said, just because the water is muddy doesn't mean that the river is deep. <laughs> Sometimes it's shallow, isn't it? And it just becomes so confusing that you assume that they must be right. Look at what they do. He says, For of this sort are those who creep into households. So those that have bought into this lie are also the ones now who are spreading this lie. The word that he uses for creep is much like the word. We don't get our word from it, but it's a lot like the word camouflage. The, the word literally means to envelop yourself in something. It would, it would be the same kind of reason why a hunter wears camo. Why? So that his prey doesn't see him coming. So he's able to sneak up. So what we're looking at is not a person who falls into error. You know, it's not that there's truth out there and there's error out there and this person has strayed away from the Lord, strayed away from faith, and so now they have just fallen into this, this false doctrine. No, what you need to see in this passage is, is that there is a hunter and there is prey. And the Christian is the prey our enemy is the hunter. And just like the Bible says that the devil can transform himself into an angel of light, he puts on whatever camouflage is necessary within the life of a church in order to get at the people of the church. Now he talks specifically about those who are being exploited. He says they creep into households. He says, they make captives of gullible women loaded down with sins. And then there's that phrase, led away by various lust. Now, you may be thinking, boy, Paul didn't have to pick on women that way, you know. Well, that's, that's not really necessarily the point. There is a point about why he uses that, and I want to talk to you about that in a minute. But what he's talking about specifically are a group of people whom he calls gullible. These are people who are, he says, that they are loaded down with sins. They are heavy laden with sins. In other words, they understand that they are guilty of sins and that this guilty feeling is like a black cloud that's over them all the time. And the weight and the heaviness of that guilt 
is what weighs them down. They're looking for something that's just not coming. I'm talking about those that are loaded down with their sins. Maybe we would say that they are weighted with guilt. They're looking for forgiveness. They're looking for restoration. And they so long for it that they've not that they've not shielded themselves away from untruth, but have become open to everything. Maybe you'll hear somebody say something, you just need to keep an open mind about that. Nope. Somebody said, if you keep an open mind, pretty soon your brains fall out. <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, they, they are so gullible because they want this so desperately. And in comes a charlatan dressed in spiritual camouflage, begins to tell them how they can have their best life ever. And they buy it. They're being exploited. They're being used. And they don't even know it. Join us tomorrow as Pastor Tim continues his verse-by-verse study of 2 Timothy. Pastor Tim would love to connect and share with you about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and how you can know that you know that Jesus is your Savior and Lord. That address is churchoffice at brittdavid.org. We are located at 2801 West Britt David Road, Columbus, Georgia, 31909. Thanks again for joining us here on Britt David Podcast.